I, I really like parables that Jesus explains because he preaches for us. He's a better preacher than me or anyone else. But I think what is true here that I want to highlight is simply this. The kingdom of God comes through hearing. The kingdom of God comes through hearing. This is different than how the kingdoms of this world come to be, right? The kingdom of this world, the kingdoms, the domains in which we move and breathe and live in this world, they come differently. The kingdom of God comes through hearing, the, the kingdoms of this world through talking, through action, through force, right? I mean, think of any executive of a 500 couple, company, right? Fortune 500 company. You think their, their executives are, are known for their hearing or their talking? And they're leading, right? Or, or we're, we're in the back-to-school drive. Think about teachers, right? The, the classroom, the kingdom of their domain. Te teachers, certainly they listen and they, they hear, but, man, teachers establish their authority in their classroom through talking, right? Or, or at, at your house, you who are parents currently with your children living in your home or back in the day when that happened, did, did you establish your kingdom, the domain of your home, through listening or through talking? Some say lecturing in my house, but talking, right? right? Or, or do you think President Eisenhower, when he oversaw the storming of Normandy, did he say, men, go in there with your ears open? The kingdoms of this world are, are, are taken, are grown by assertive force. But the kingdom of God comes through hearing, right? Or, or uh, Tim Keller, a great uh, pastor who... who uh, uh, led and has, has since passed this past year. Uh, he once uh, discussed, talked about uh, Alexander the Great when he expanded his kingdom. You know, he left in the wake when he came into a territory or into a village and he conquered it. He left two types of people behind. He left new Roman citizens and corpses. Right? That's how the kingdoms of this world grow. But, but the kingdom of God comes through hearing. Or let me put it a different way that, that connects with today's gospel. A meteor that hits earth comes with force. It makes an impact and it changes things, right? Now think of seeds planted that go into the ground, that germinate, that have the right environment 
where God does his work. And that seed grows and sprouts. A meteor would certainly change the topography instantly and significantly. But the way the earth has been changed is by seeds that have been planted and forests that have grown and fields that produce fruit. The kingdom of God comes through hearing. And today we have this beautiful story that Jesus tells us that the word of God, the kingdom of God is a seed. Man, you know anything about seeds? They are nothing to look at. I had a neighbor um, in, in uh, my first call in East Ohio, and, and he loved pumpkins. <laughs> and, and every fall he would grow pumpkins, and, and they were not the little ones. He sold one for hundreds upon hundreds of dollars because it was hundreds upon hundreds of pounds. It was huge. He sold it to the local uh, uh, zoo, and they carved it for, and it was amazing. But, but he, he cared deeply about his pumpkin seeds. And every year I would watch him on his front stoop as he would painfully intricately harvest those seeds. Me, I put pumpkin seeds in the oven, right? Seeds don't matter much to me. They're weak. I'm really good at killing seeds when I've tried to plant them. Anybody else? Uh, In fact, I I once had a, a horticulturalist, who I think it was probably in the aftermath of preaching on this text, gave me a fake plant for my desk. (laughs) I'm really good at at killing things because seeds are are pretty weak. They they need to be cared for. They need to be in the right environment. They need to to, to be put in the right place. And seeds seeds are nothing. Until they get in the ground. Until God continues to do his holy work in them, right? And then seeds change everything. Seeds change everything, don't they? They change everything. Everything we eat is dependent upon seeds, isn't it? I'm a carnivore. You know what they eat? The fruit of seeds. Seeds transform life. And so when God plants seeds, he's transforming lives. The kingdom of God comes through hearing The kingdom of God comes through the passive reality of seeds that grow, right? I don't know if you're a farmer. I know some farmers. You know what farmers love to talk about? The weather. You know why? 
their livelihood depends upon. Because a farmer works tirelessly, painstakingly, to, to create the right environment for seeds to grow. And the biggest thing they can't control is the weather. When Jesus tells us this parable, he, he tells us of four different types of ground that the seeds can land on. A, a path, shallow, rocky soil, soil mixed with thorns and weeds and good soil. And sometimes I think we can fall into the trap of thinking that, that man, that, that's just the different type of people that we encounter. Because I've, I've met some prickly people. And, and I know some people that are pretty shallow. And I know some people that, man, it, it feels like the evil one has his clutches in them. And, and you know what? I, I know some good people, too. And I think we can fall into a trap of thinking that that's, that's what Jesus is discussing here. But the reality is, is all four types of soil exist in me. And all four types of soil exist in you. And God still plants the seed. It comes through hearing. God's word never returns empty. It's passive. It's powerful. You, you heard some amazing stories from our, our mission trip. I, I want to just share with you a, a couple others. You, you saw some pictures. It was me continuing to poke people in the forehead. That, that was actually me with anointing oil blessing our team and the homeowners that we were working upon their homes. It, it was beautiful. It started when uh, um, Debbie, one of our team members, uh, was hearing from Jody about uh, the heartbreaking story of, of their granddaughter who was uh, taken away. The granddaughter's mother had left in the middle of the night with their granddaughter and left their son uh, without his little girl. And uh, it was heartbreaking for them. And the only thing that was left from the storm was her favorite baby doll. And they wanted, they wanted hope. And, and they read that maybe when, when you're rebuilding or building a house, that one of the things you can do is you can put your shoes in the wall because the, the soles on your shoe help put the sole in your house. Isn't that fun? And so they asked if we would put some shoes and that baby doll in the wall. We said, of course. We're going to do more than that. We're going to pray over you. We're going to bless you. And as I do, I preach to them. <laughs> 
and it was a powerful moment because in that moment we weren't just hoping on some beautiful, fun saying that a soul in the soul makes sense. But we were connecting it to the word of God that never returns empty because the seed has been planted and it will grow. One of the things that uh, uh, Bobby and Jody and their son Jordan did um, regularly, this was kind of how they, they, I mean, they, they were amazing people, both, uh, both uh, uh, Jordan and Bobby, disabled veterans. And so they would spend their days walking around Fort Myers and various other areas as advocates for those who were lost, those who were ready to give up, those who were addicted, that they were agents of hope, but they had nothing but they were given. And so I reminded them and read to them from Isaiah that, that tells us that beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And we prayed over them and blessed them in their work and in their home. The, the other thing that, that I heard both from both of the homeowners as well as from all the conversations of our team with the homeowners that they, they were overwhelmed by the, the work that we did. I mean, we, we transformed. We were a, a, a huge part in one family finally moving into their home after 10 months of being out of it. That's incredible. New, new floors, new outlets. You didn't see the pictures, but there was another group that came in before us, and uh, Dana and Donna's, and, and they, they, they didn't know what they were doing. I did. No, that's not the point at all. But they, they, they put in outlets that were at least 45 degrees, right? I mean, come on. They mudded, I mean, it was, it was awful. It took hours to fix the work of those who didn't know what they were doing because they were just there to help. So our team came and we undid and redid and finished things for them. And the thing that I heard from them, from both Donna and Dana and Bobby and Jody, was this. It wasn't just what we did. It was the manner in which we did it. It was with the laughter and the joy. And the fun. And the constant joking. We loved when we were there. Not just loved being there. But we loved while we were there. Long ago in, in seminary, my, uh, I went on a, a trip to Honduras. I've talked about it, but one of the things that my professor said is, as you're going on short-term mission projects, always sell, especially as the fundraiser, the good work that you'll do. Tell them about the houses you'll build. Tell them about the, the lives you'll change. Tell them about all that. But, but the real transformation, the real truth of short-term mission projects is this. You're not going to change other people, you're going to be changed yourself. 
that that's what took place on Pine Island. The seed of God's love grew within us. It grew within us. And as we lived and as we loved, man, it grew within them too. I want to share one more story with you, and it's really a song. And so I'm going to have Reggie and Rob come up. Uh, one night while we were there, and, and each night we do, you know, we start with a devotion in the morning, we end with a devotion in the evening, and, and uh, one night while Reggie uh, was leading devotion, he, uh, you, you may not know this about Reggie, but one of his favorite bands, besides his daughters, is James Taylor. Isn't that fantastic? And so Reggie sang to us one of his favorite songs from JT, and I thought it'd be good to wrap up this morning and this sermon with the song he sang to us as he sings it to you. Because I think this is part of the seed that grows in us in the good soil. Because this is what we're called to do. Thanks, guys. Better if you only do that, yeah, yeah. 
much.